Hey, I'm Jared Padalecki. And this is Jensen Ackles. And you're listening to Winchester Radio. Hi, everybody. Um, Jared Jensen, me and Becky all welcome you to Winchester Radio this evening. Um, uh, Thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Tonight we're going to talk about the British Invasion um, episode 17 of season 12. Becky, are you moving around? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, I heard like a crunchy sound. Yeah, I heard a crunchy sound. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did not eat my phone, I promise. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad. Uh, it's me. Am I making noise? I hear like noise. Okay. I um, don't hear anything. Hmm. All right. Anyway, uh, we're going to talk about the British Invasion, uh, episode 17 of season 12. Uh, it was written by um, my least favorite writers, as everybody knows, Eugenie Ross-Lemming and Brad Buckner, uh, and directed by longtime Supernatural director Joe Showalter. Um, so I have to say, and don't faint, this was actually one of, <laughs> I think, two episodes by them that I actually like, you know what, that wasn't too bad. Um, I totally agree. I I, I totally it agree. It really was. Yeah, it's it funny. One of their better um, episodes. Someone on, it really was one of their. Someone on Twitter said it was one of their lesser egregious episodes. <laughs> she <talked about laughs> damning with faint praise, but it was perfect. It was yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know, and and um, it still had a couple things that I don't care for. That's in their repertoire. Um, it was a little too talky sometimes. They tend to explain things instead of showing them. Um, but uh, um, and also, they have a habit of tearing down at one character to make another one look good. And they did that. It wasn't Sam and Dean for a change. It was somebody else. They made look dumb. Uh, I made note of it. Darn it! Now I've got to go look for it. Uh, anyway, I'll find it in there eventually. It was one of the they still was doing that, but for the most part, this episode was was pretty good. And and they had a lot going on in this episode, a lot. And they did a pretty decent job of balancing it and making it interesting. And I don't think anything dragged really. Even the talky parts weren't too weren't too bad. Um, and it even had quite a big shock at the end when Mr. Ketch shot Mick in the back of the head. And and I I really thought he'd be on longer, <laughs> a little bit longer. Yeah. Make it to the end of the season. Mm-hmm. I was totally shocked. I was really shocked. Yeah. And, and we were looking just talking back on it. Week. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But looking back on the episode, it's like we should have known because he was getting flashbacks to childhood. And, you know, people mm-hmm. usually don't get those until they're about to die. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They get like a episode where there's a lot going on. You get a lot featured and they get all highlighted. And you're like, uh-oh, <laughs> this is it. And sure yeah. enough, I guess. <laughs> but, um, yeah, poor Mick. And we were just talking last week how we were kind of like, 
starting to warm up a little bit more. You know, he was starting to um, reconsider things and uh, possibly change his mind, and he certainly did in this episode. He was coming around to Sam and Dean's way of things aren't always black and white. You don't always have to follow orders or the code, and he let Sam, Dean, and Eileen go. And we got the return of Eileen, who I liked a lot, um, the hunter from last season, from the retirement home. Yes, the, the, the banshee, as, as Mr. Ketch called her. <laughs> and, and I really yeah, liked um, her. And she survived this episode as well, so that made me happy. <laughs> Didn't kill her either. Yeah. Although I'm worried about her. Uh, I have a theory. Um, yeah. Okay, okay. Two things said in this Uh-oh. episode have given me my theory. Uh, one, <laughs> they said Eileen was going to Ireland. And it's like, why yeah. the hell? Why is she going to Ireland? And as we know, you know, Ireland is very close mm-hmm. to England. And Indeed. Uh, Mick made a point of saying that Sam and Dean's key will open any mm-hmm. British men mm-hmm. building. Mm-hmm. So... I'm thinking the British men of letters are not going to let her live with killing one of their men. And some of them will track her down in Ireland and either try to kill her or be successful in killing her. And Mm -hmm. Sam and Dean will have to go over there to take them out. Mm. I think that's a a great theory. Um, I hope you're wrong. But I think it's a great I do too, because I love Eileen. Yeah, yes, I mean, but I think it's, it's a really, honor. She is, and she managed to hunt down um, Kelly and Dagon. And, you know, Cass has been looking for weeks, not, not having nearly You're the look right. that she has. <laughs> so, And she um, killed oh, a demon and all on her own. and Yes. And and that's that's um, the example of these writers tearing down somebody else to make another character look good. Well, by making Eileen look like such a badass hunter, finding uh, Kelly and Dagon so quickly, they made Cass look like look even doofier, you know, by not tracking yeah. her down. But they're not the only ones because Cass hasn't had any luck in a while. So anyway, and speaking of Cass, at least they talked about him this week, but we didn't see him. <laughs> um, we did get to hear his voice on his voicemail. True. This is true. Um, and they did mention that, you know, we still had, Dean's been calling him, called him three times. He didn't answer. They called him again. Um, and I, he's either ignoring them or their phones don't work in heaven. We think that's where he is, fairly certain. Um, but I I found the same thing about Sam and Dean to Cass as I did Cass and Dean and Mary when Sam was kidnapped. There's not much of a sense of urgency. It's like Cass could have been in the the angelic equivalent of a ditch on the side of the road and nobody was that worried about it. <laughs> You know, he. We don't know. Right. We don't know what happened to him. So <laughs> a little bit, a little bit more. You know, uh, urgency. So I think it has to do with what a little bit what we were talking about before the podcast started is that you know, you know, Jared Jensen, Misha, 
there's, as far as we know, everybody's still on the show next season. They're going to survive. So when you know that, sometimes there's not always a sense of urgency in the writing, but there should always be that urgency in the characters because the characters don't know that the other one's going to live. And I don't know if the writers haven't written it well enough to give the characters that or the I did something I don't maybe it's everybody I don't know but I haven't felt that this season so I mean um, yeah you know Sam and Dean were drinking with Mick and Cass could have been who knows where doing who knows what so yeah anyway yeah we'll I see. agree I agree with that mm. Anyway, now here's another, now you saying your theory about Eileen, and they do make a point of mentioning she's off to Ireland, which is interesting because they could have just said, so long Eileen will see you around, you know. Um, I'm right. guessing because she, she, um, she killed someone by mistake, another human, not a monster, very traumatized by it, and she obviously needed a break or some time, so it sounds to me she, did she say before she's originally came from Ireland or that's where her family's from so she maybe that's where she feels comfortable like getting her head back together so but they do make a point of Eileen Leahy that's a very Irish name so extremely yes (laughs) um so what if she goes to Ireland and you're right the the British men of letters aren't going to let this go Mr. Ketch could also be on the plane to Ireland for all we know but um what if there's also a chance, and, you, and like you said, they made a point of saying the, the Men of Letters key opens any Men of Letters. What if she went to spy on the British Men of Letters? Oh, I like that. I would like that a lot. She would have a key to get in. They could, Sam and Dean mm-hmm. could have given her a key. Now that's going like, like right in your enemies castle you know that would be but she yeah, could change yeah. her appearance she could change her appearance she could put on a costume you know cut her hair get a wig who knows but um but yeah and that would be very dangerous but uh um i'm worried about her either way i'm worried about yeah. her And another thing that has me worried, three times in this show, Lady Bevel was mentioned. Oh, I hate her. (laughs) And it's like, you better not be bringing her back because, you know, I don't want to see her ever again. And they mentioned her three times. And usually when they mention somebody that hasn't been on the show in a while, that means they're coming up. And so it's like, oh, uh-huh, no, don't want to see her. Unless Me it's either. the killer. If they're going to kill her, yeah. then that's fine. <laughs> I uh, I was going to say the same thing. It's like if they bring her back just so Sam <laughs> can strangle her, I'd be okay with it. Right. Um, um, but, yeah, other than that, I do not want to see her. But, yes, I think I think they're they're bringing her her name up because she'll be back as well. And like I said, the only reason I want to see her again is if Sam can kill her or Dean can kill her. That'd be okay too. (laughs) 
we're killing fans. <laughs> as long as she dies, I'm good. Yes. Yes. yes, she better not. She, she could die by redemption. tripping and falling up, falling down the stairs. I don't care as long as she <laughs> dies. <laughs> yep. I don't want to see her redeemed. They better not do it, and they better not redeem Mr. Catch because I think he is beyond I, redemption. He seems to. Yeah. I don't see how there's I, any way they could. I, I just he seems to enjoy his job can. a little too much. And he seems to yeah, enjoy his job and, a little too much. And I don't and even he care. Specifically, that... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, I'm, <laughs> I was just going to say, I don't even care that he and Mary had a thing in this episode because that doesn't make him any more favorable in, in my eyes. And, you know, not in Mary's either, but I think he's got a thing for her. And when she said, you, this oh, isn't, yeah. you know, we're not, we're not, uh, this uh-huh. isn't serious. You know, there's nothing to this. He goes, uh, yes, yes, of course. And just the way he says it says, oh, <laughs> he had a little thing starting and she's the one who stopped. Oh, it. I, I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. I can, well, first of all, before I get to that, um, he he specifically mentioned when she asked if him and um, Mick were old time friends, and he you know he specifically the way he mentioned it I forget the exact words but it basically was that they sounds like he also had to kill somebody at school, and so him mm-hmm. and Mick kind of you know got together mm-hmm. through that. Um, but about him and Mary, I can see mm-hmm. his affection for Mary actually being his downfall with the British mental letters, I can, mm. uh, and I think that's what they're building it up to because he'll do it's, you know, you can, we can see from this episode, he'll do whatever they tell him to do, but I can totally mm-hmm. see them telling him to, because, you know, she's um, Penny Northern <laughs> from X-Files <laughs> was the evil person in this episode, the evil teacher. Um, she told him right. in this episode that they're going to have That's to eliminate so them all. Right. Yeah. She was, yeah. And so I can totally see him either being told to kill Mary or to kill Sam and Dean. And mm-hmm. either he won't kill Mary because of his love of Mary or he won't kill Sam and Dean because of his affection for Mary. And mm-hmm. that being his downfall. I can totally see that. I can too. I can't see because he definitely had a little something going on there. Um, I just, I still, I'm like, Mary, really? Mr. Catch? Okay. Um, of course, she doesn't, I mean, she knows he's, he's a killer, but she doesn't know the extent of his victims. I mean, she doesn't right. know that they're she, not always she doesn't monsters. Know he killed, or, right. She doesn't know he kills humans for basically no reason. And right. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I I I saw it as her sleeping with Mister Catch, as just you know a woman has an itch type thing, and it's been mm-hmm. a while, it's been a long time, and so she's getting her itch out, and mm-hmm. not, that was it, that was all. Plus, you mm-hmm. know, Mister Catch is a very handsome guy. David Hayden Jones plays Mister Catch. He's mm-hmm. top notch in the good in the looks department. You know? He's mm-hmm. very handsome, and mm-hmm. I do like the way he 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 is with Mary. He's uh, 
he's not as sharp, you know, he's he's more down to earth kind of and nicer with Mary. And I do like mm-hmm. him when he's with her, but as we know, he uh uh-uh, he's not to be trusted. Well, he admires her because she is very much a badass hunter. And he right, says to right. her, and he says to her, you know, he says he thinks he, she likes the danger. I mean, he says you gave it all up and you had a family life, but you came back to it. He says, I think you've got a thing for the danger. You love the danger. And then she gets angry and she says, well, why can't I have both? She said, it's the same thing I tell my boys. It doesn't have to be either or. She says, why can't I have both? And there are hunters out there we've seen who've tried to have both. So, but at the time, um, just a little bit, but she didn't want it. From we know, looking back on, on the previous Mary episodes from way back, she wanted out and she didn't want the life for her kids either. So she had made a choice. Apparently, she's changing her mind, but. Uh, well, I think at the time she did want from what, I think the way this story's been told and from the Mary we knew then and the Mary we have now, I think Mary then basically wanted out for her kids. She did not want her kids to have the life she'd had. That's why she was wanted wanted out. Now, since her kids have grown up in that life anyways, she's like, Well, I might mm-hmm. as well go back to fighting. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and she knows very well you can have both because she came from a hunting family. Her mm-hmm. father and her mother, both of them, so she knows. Um, back to catching catching Mary. It was probably their first time. Yeah, and I was, took it as that, but, yeah. And, and was it Mary's first time since she got back? May have been her and catch I think time, so. Was it Mary's first? I think it was because of the evolution of the wedding ring. When she first came back, she mm-hmm. was wearing her wedding ring. And then when she got all of her new clothes and everything, she put the wedding ring on that chain around her neck. After mm-hmm. they had sex and she's standing there in the mirror, she's not wearing the chain with the ring. She picks it up mm-hmm. off of the um, mm-hmm. table in front of her. And puts it in her pocket. So interesting to me. Yeah. Instead, okay. of that showing that it was her first time with somebody besides John, and that's why she put mm-hmm. the wedding ring away. Mm. And like you say, I, I agree. I think it was just for her. It was definitely um, scratching an itch. You know what? Yeah. Uh, uh, that's it. That's all I'm doing, and we're done. Oh. Which is fine. You know, no problem. No problem for her. It's going to be a problem for Catch, I think. <laughs> like you said, I think it's yeah. going. But it's not a problem for her. And if Sam and um, Dean find out, it'll be a problem for them, too. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Certainly will. Um, when they had the scene of them talking and Mr. Catch, it's obviously after, and Mr. Catch is in, is in bed. Uh, posing, um, I, I thought about your question to Jim last week, Jim Michaels, who guested on our show. And if you hadn't listened, you should go back and listen because he was great. Um, you asked about being on the 8 p.m. time slot and how they're always getting away with stuff. I wonder, or trying to get away with more, 
I wonder if there was more to that theme. Yeah. And we didn't get I it because swear, of the book. Wasn't there in the previews for this episode, I've been meaning to go back and watch the preview for it, wasn't there a scene of Mary actually getting out of the bed? Because mm. I swear there was. Mm. I don't know. I have to rewatch it. Remember that. Yeah. Remember the scene in the preview of him in the background, blurred out. But I don't remember. It seems like it was like for a real, a real, Mm -hmm. like a blink. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let me go over to our website real quick and pull it up. last week that Kendrick's, the school, the British Middle Letters School, is a lot like Hogwarts. That was in the episode, and and then we talked about it in the podcast. And, I mean, the boys are even wearing, kind of wearing robes, coats. And then the music they play during that scene, and they play it again later, too, is very reminiscent of Hedwig's theme. For Harry Potter, it's the theme they always play with, like the music and the, the movies and the previews and everything. So it was very, very Harry Potter. Yeah. Um. I'm the last person on earth that hasn't seen the Harry Potter movies, so I'll have to take your <laughs> word for it. <laughs> it's true. Um. And I was thinking at first, I said, "Yeah, but." Harry Potter never had where, you know, you had to make the choice to kill one of your fellow students, you know, and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> yes, that happened fairly often, <laughs> actually, at Hogwarts. <laughs> so they were not that uh, dissimilar, you know. Those, uh, oh, you're kidding. Cause Harry Potter for... What? Harry Potter and the Harry Potters, they had to kill each other? Um, they tried. And, and I mean, the school, yeah. a school assignment. Wow, because I was going to say, to me, that was like Supernatural saying, if you didn't hate the British men of letters before, you're going to hate them now. But, yes. that, you know, we're going to make, we're going to make two, two little boys kill each one of One of them has to kill the mm-hmm. other. And mm-hmm. knowing that it's I, in the Harry Potter stuff, that, wow, I had no idea. <laughs> That exact moment of of them 
make having to make that choice, no. But definitely there were some things that are very, very similar. A choice like that, um, there's a house in Harry Potter that's the evil house, and they're forever trying to hurt or kill or something to another people in the house. There's other things always happen. Harry Potter is actually very, very dark, but it somehow started out as, as like, a, like a young person's book, like a children's book, which actually the author never mm-hmm. intended. And she's like, she says, the book starts out with, with the murder of a baby's parent. She says, how could you think it's a children's book? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little bit closer than you'd think, but it's not exactly, not exactly like that. Um, but yeah, that was pretty horrible. It's like we're gonna make you choose, and you have to. We have to totally believe you will follow orders, no matter what they are. And then, uh, and Mick does it and kills his friend. He kills his best friend, right? Didn't he say that Timothy was his best yeah. friend? Yeah. Yeah. Oof, that was horrible. Just horrible. Um, and I and not just Harry Potter, but um, his his story of how the British Men of Letters recruited him is like Charles Dickens, you know, I pickpocketed them, you know, it's like Oliver, uh-huh. it's Oliver Twist yep. <laughs> and, <Yep. laughs> and the Artful Lodger. But of course he got the cursed coin instead of actually getting some money and that was it. But, and I do like that backstory because that does explain why he does follow that code and everything because without them mm-hmm. taking care of him, you know, he'd have been living on the streets or whatever so, you know, it does explain it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, though I, I wondered, because as far as we could tell recently, Mick is not, he's not a Mr. Catch. He's more of a, a, he's a team leader, and he sometimes does what's necessary. But he did it, he killed his friend, it seemed, a lot more easily than he killed you know, the werewolf kid last week, and then he let Eileen go tonight. So I don't know, maybe his time went on, maybe just his time spent in America was making him rethink things. It's interesting. Yeah. He was a lot more ruthless, I think, obviously, you know, when he was younger, before he got here. As a kid, you know, that's the only thing he knew, you know, and mm-hmm. he felt, I'm sure he felt like he, you know, he should follow what they say because they're the ones – who's given him a uh, place to place to sleep and food. And so he felt like, you know, he, he had to do what they said. And then as he grew up and especially being around the Winchesters and saying, you mm. know what, you can make your own choices. Um, I think that's what, mm-hmm. you know, changed him a little bit. Mm-hmm. I have to say one of my favorite things was how, Eileen and then Dean both told that new guy, Mr. Rawlings, uh, when he kept trying to brag, oh, I was first in my class. And they're like, don't care. Yeah. Don't care. Nobody yeah. cares. <laughs> I love that they both cut, cut him off with that. I love that. I know. And, you know, I, I can't say that I'm, I was sorry to see him go. I mean, I felt bad for Eileen because she didn't mean to shoot him. You know, she was going for Dagon. But, um, yeah, he was a weenie. Yeah. And when she and when that was happening, and sure. she was shoot, when she was shooting at mm-hmm. Dagon, I was like, "Yes, this is so cool! Mm-hmm. Eileen's using the Colt, and she's going to kill this big bad demon. This is going to be awesome!" And it's like, "Oh, oh crap. no!" <laughs> <laughs> I 
because I was well, like, that's going to be so cool. I love the effect when they shoot the cold. It's always that slow motion bullet, you know, with yeah. the effects and everything. I love yeah. it. And um, but but speaking of that scene, I have a question now. She goes to shoot, and she's right there, and she's got Bade on in her sight. Does Bade out of the way, or does she just miss? Because I thought it looked to me like Bade on almost knew what was happening and faded, like like I. I think she knew, yeah. and that, and that's when she just, you know, transported how, however demons move, you know, like mm. Crowley does, you know, just, mm-hmm. you know. Pop in and whoop, pop out. Somewhere yeah. else. Yeah. yeah. And it looked really cool because I guess because everything was in slow motion, instead of her popping out, she just fades. She just kind of fades away. Yeah. It looked pretty cool. And I and love I got to say, too. She gave. I love Dagon. I love Dagon. Yeah. She is awesome, mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. the actress playing her, she is so cool. And I, I loved how you know when um, Kelly kept calling her with, you know, I need iron, and the article says calcium. <laughs> She's like, cool, in that sarcastic way, and I, I just, yep. I just loved it. <laughs> yeah, she's great, actually. I, it'd be nice if she hangs around. She probably won't. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. Um, and I like that Sam and Dean got the colt back and that Eileen must have given it or but they got in the car together, right? So she had the colt yeah, well, and then they wrapped it up or. Yeah. I'm sure right. she just handed right. she it had over the colt. to Sam there. But Sam wrapped it Sam up. Dropped but it. Sam wrapped it up. Yes. Yeah. And got clocked again and got clocked again. Everybody got it flung aside by Dagon. <laughs> she got clocked again. But anyway, poor Sam. Anyway, I noticed that Sam wrapped it up, you know, in its usual cloth and made a point of like presenting it to Dean. He didn't just say, Hey Dean, we still got we got yeah. the coat or whatever. That was hands down the best scene in the whole show. With Dean and his the look on his face and everything when he gets the coal and he holds it up and I was waiting for him mm-hmm. to point it at the camera but he just pointed it right off you know a little bit from the camera mm-hmm. I wanted him to point it right at the camera you know and I was mm. I was saying to myself welcome back and um mm-hmm. he, then he said welcome back sweetheart or I was like yeah mm-hmm. that's awesome <laughs> yeah yeah that was a great scene I loved it just loved it. The cult belongs with Sam and Dean. Nobody else is mm-hmm. to be with them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and we still don't know how they lost it. I know, you know, the last time we saw it was in Abandon All Hope when they tried to kill Lucifer with it. But what, did Dean drop it then? You know, what happened? Why haven't they had it since then? Mm-hmm. How did... How did, uh, what's his face, the uh, other Prince of Hell, how did he get it? Right. Was it one of those, somebody finds it, doesn't know what they have, they sell it to a dealer who thinks they do, and then, you know, Remyo was always on the lookout. Actually, it was uh, Crowley who got it, right, and then presented it to Remyo? No, it was Crowley no, who gave it to Michael Dean Michael originally. Did. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Uh, okay. But Remyol but Remyol ended up with it, so it was probably one of those right. 
somebody found it, didn't know so, what they had, blah, blah, blah. And then I don't um, Remy on. I just yeah. don't understand how Sam and Dean lost it. Mm. Yeah. But, oh, well. Me either. It never said. No. I wish they had. I wish they had. Like, the first time they see it again, I wish they had and said, yeah. we haven't seen that since. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think we're going to get to meet more of the elders of the British Men of Letters, Dr. Hesse's cohorts? Uh, I like that this episode is called The British Invasion because there were so many of the British people in it. You know, we've got two new ones. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that kind of made me think that that's all we're going to get, but I don't, I'm don't. i betting we're going to see more. I, You know, like I said earlier, I'm betting Lady Bevel's going to come back. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. it's just kill her. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm betting we will see more, at least one or two others. But apparently Penny Northern from X-Files is like the head one. So, and... Those mm-hmm. listening who don't know why I keep saying Penny Northern from X-Files, the, um, the actress <laughs> who played, was her name Mrs. Wickham? Was that her name? Um, I don't know the character's name. And I, um, anyways, the headmaster of the school. The actress who played it, she was Dr. in... Hess. Uh, Dr. Hess. Dr. Okay, that was her name. Okay. Right. I don't know where I'm getting Mrs. Wickham from. Maybe because I'm mixing... Hmm. I'm watching The Magicians again, so I'm probably mixing mm-hmm. characters from The Magicians with this show. Um, but anyways, she was in a big, very big story arc on X-Files where um, Scully had cancer, and she also had the same cancer, and it was from an alien implant in the next is what gave on the cancer. And she was the one who was helping Scully with it, and then, so that's, her name was Penny Northern on X-Files, so. There. That's why I keep right. calling her that. That's why she looks so familiar. Yeah. Okay, here's the big question. What do you think about the whole Crowley and Lucifer thing? Is Crowley getting oh. played again, or is he just pretending? I'm crossing my fingers that he's just pretending because I don't. I'm tired of Crowley getting played. He's the freaking king of hell. And mm-hmm. yeah, I know it's Lucifer, but come on, he knew enough ahead of time to get the, you know, the vessel all warded and everything. Surely mm-hmm. he knows better than to trust Lucifer. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, I actually, I actually wrote something down about that um, when Lucifer is is talking to that poor terrified minion <laughs> who was examining his warding or whatever. I said to myself, and because they were talking about O'Crowley's, you know, off for at least a couple of hours, um, I said, I'm sure Crowley has got to know more than he's letting on. He's got to. So same thing. You know, I, I hope he's not getting played either. He's got to know more. He can't possibly trust yeah. Lucifer to say when he all of a sudden capitulates and says, you know, you know, um, he says, you want submission, you've got it, you know, I'll clean the floor, blah, blah, blah. He can't possibly believe him. Yeah, he that's what I'm hoping. I'm a, so. Like, yeah, you can't trust Lucifer. Come on, Crowley, don't fall for it. So. <laughs> and, yeah, but he's got to let Lucifer make his play. Otherwise, he can't 
know what it is and stop him. You know, it's like gotta let true, him true. go through it. I agree. I hope he's not being played. Um, the scene back back to the scene where um, Nick lets Eileen and Sam and Dean go. I thought it was great the way Sam talked to him. You know, um, uh-huh. he's, Dean called him the peacemaker this season. And he truly has been. You know, he's back to being the Sam and he's he talked about it last season. He says, I'm, we need to get back to helping people and saving people, you know, and not just letting um, uh, the meat suits go and all of that. And he's continued to do that this season. He's been trying to be a, you know, the peacemaker between Dean and Mary and everything like that. But the way, he, I love the way he talked to Nick. He said, you know, you don't have to do, you don't have to do this. Um, you can you can follow your own code. You can answer to your own code, not the British Men of Letters. Mm-hmm. And he actually got through to me. Right. And um, so I thought that was a, that was a great scene. Um, but we also have to talk about how the end of that scene when they get away and drive away. There was a whole blooper thing that the shaving people and <laughs> things put out this week. When I watched it, that was so I'm good. Like, I didn't get it. I'm like, what's the deal? I, I, maybe because I was expecting it to be like a pre, one of their usual previews. And then it was mm-hmm. a blue, I guess a blooper. I'm like, what is going on here? I'm like, what's the blooper? <laughs> it's the blooper that it just took being 10 years to back the car in and out, you know, in that space. I guess that's it. <laughs> it was kind of, it was funny, I guess. I don't know. But, oh, it was, um, yeah, Shoshana. I love those. You know, Sam, you know, keeps putting his hands up, even because he doesn't need to. Even when he's in the car, he's putting his hands up, and he's taking forever. And he gets out of the car and puts his hands up again, and I I just love it. (laughs) And then, you know, in that big car, you know, back and forward, back it up, back and forward, back it up. And by that time, Mick could have shot them all 12 times, you know. I guess it was funny. And um, Shoshana tweeted about that scene, and she didn't explain it. And she said, I hope it's in the gag reel. And then, of course, they bring the whole thing out. And she goes, oh, that's what I was laughing about. So, yeah. <laughs> it was fun. And Oh, speaking mm-hmm. of the actual scene, not the blooper one, but I did love that Sam kind of goes and stands in front of Eileen and, you know, to kind of cover her so he can't shoot her. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he's been amazing this season. Really has. Um, I was thinking about this episode in terms of the whole season. And... There's been a definitely been a scene um there's definitely been a theme this season of people making choices, and then there's also been a theme of following orders and killing children <laughs> and I thought it was interesting it's it's been actually fairly consistent all season there's people making choices. 
are against their principles that they've or code they've had for all of their life. Mm-hmm. There was the episode where they went to kill the other kid. It's uh, in Cass was part of the group, and um, they were all just following orders. Um, this one had then we have Mr. Catch doing the same thing, and we have Mick rethinking things, and then they you know it's not just they aren't just monsters sometimes you don't have to kill them it's you know i was I was pleasantly surprised that there's a little more thought going into things, a little more um connection you know, between the episodes. So uh-huh. I thought that was pretty interesting. I wonder if it's going to keep going, you know, because we're going to, because there's another kid coming, but there's going to have to be a choice about the Nephilim, um, you know, kill him, give him right. a chance, will he be a monster? Um, and Mr. Will Ketch, he like, he follow um, his orders for the last time and kill Mary and Sam and Dean? So, hmm. Will the Nephilim be like Jesse the Antichrist who, you know, <laughs> can be evil yeah, but cool. has a choice? So, And so far hasn't chosen. <laughs> it's another one of those. wonder what happened to the Antichrist. <laughs> mm-hmm. right? He's down in Australia somewhere apparently. Yeah. So. Yep, learning to surf. Who knows? Um, oh. When when Eileen tells Sam and Dean the story of finding Dermot the demon and getting the phone number for Dagon, you know he's he's Dagon's cleaner. Um, they call her to make another doctor's appointment, and that was Sam <laughs> doing a British accent. Yeah, to make sense, and I I'm like I'm pretty impressed. That was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't catch it right away and it's again the British invasion but it also reminded me of the recent um, panel for Jared and Jensen at a con where Jared starts doing all sorts of accents and Jensen keeps throwing uh, accents that, at him here do Scottish, do Irish, do blah 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 and he was pretty bad that was the, on most of them <laughs> that was the Nashville convention that I was at yeah that was hilarious because yeah. what what was my favorite part was Jared started all that because he, um, you know, it was in Tennessee and I'm from Kentucky. So I know that I'm used to that accent. I speak with it mm. usually when, if I'm not, when I'm around friends and family, I have that accent. And so hearing, you know, Jared and Jensen, every person coming up to the microphone would have, you know, the big Southern accent, like, you know, the Tennessee Kentucky version, which is different than the Texas. And so mm-hmm. Jared started talking like that. Hi, Katie. And, the, you know, the girl, <laughs> the girl came up to was the first one. Katie was her name. Hi, Katie. And he would start talking <laughs> with that. I knew you. And, you know, I like that question and stuff like that. So it, it was pretty funny. <laughs> yes. It was great. Uh, and it was just them, him making that phone call reminded me of it. Like, oh, pretty yeah, good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's he's better than he gives himself credit for. I thought it was pretty good. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at least that one. There was some who did at that con. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, Jared. I, I like how you. most Bye. of his accents. Most of his accents <laughs> basically was him saying he likes that sports that town sports team. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, goodness. Good. Um, checking my notes. No. Um, oh, Lucifer mentions that when he tells Crowley that he'll submit. He says he doesn't want to go back to the cage. He says, because the only thing there is um, insane uh, and drooling Michael, which is really sad and really awful. But I thought, I think we should let Michael out because he's crazy. What I'm probably crazy, drooling, angry, and vengeful. Let's see what he's got to say and do, you know? I'll tell you what I didn't like about that. Hmm. What I did not like about that was Lucifer called him my little brother. And the whole Hmm. time when Sam and Dean were supposed to be the vessels, it was Michael Mm -hmm. was the big brother. Dean is the big brother. Lucifer is the little brother. Sam is the little brother. You know, it was that big, Mm -hmm. you know, between the Mm -hmm. two. And then here's Lucifer calling him little brother. I was like, mm-hmm. uh, no, that's not right. No. <laughs> well, he is Lucifer, and he does have to be king of everything, so he could yeah. just be saying that. Let's hope. But, yeah, I'm like, let's let Michael out. <laughs> we got Lucifer out. Let's I just let Michael hope, out. I just hope somehow mm-hmm. or some way poor Adam's soul is still not down there. I hope Adam's soul is able to get up to heaven. No one cares but Poor us. Poor Adam. <laughs> I know. Not even Jim Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Jim, but come on. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Poor Adam. Yeah. I can yeah. remember. I like um, Eileen. At the at the Nashville convention, someone asked Samantha Smith what um, Mary would think about Adam, and mm-hmm. she was like, "I would tell Sam and Dean, you left him where? <laughs> I love that. I was like, yes, there you go, go Mary. <laughs> yes. I agree. It's like, oh well, all this brother stuff. I'm like, not really. <laughs> you got a brother you don't care about. <laughs> Um, right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. In the Men of Letters bunker, he says the key opens all of them. That actually bugs me. I mean, if it turns out to be something kind of cool with Eileen dropping in on the British Men of Letters, that'd be pretty cool. But on the other hand, I get why they do it, but that's not very secure. Because if you can get in one bunker, you can get in all of their versions of bunkers. Everywhere. Yeah. That's terrible. That's if dumb. a bad guy, if a bad guy, a demon, oh, yeah. whatever, was to get a hold of one key, then they can get in any place. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. And also, it's it's yet somebody else in the bunker. Now, it kind of makes sense because he is a man of letters as well. But I'm like, really? It's like every... Tom, Dick, and Harry can get in there. Okay, that's enough. You know, they either need to we need to see them reward it and ban everybody or set traps or burn it down because it's it's just too easy. 
it's like they may as well be just living in the house on the street. Everybody and their brother can get in, no problem. Yeah, that bugs me every time we turn around. Somebody news in there. Knock it off. <laughs> I, I want to get back to the guys, and we've said this before, in the motel mm-hmm. rooms. It's like when the bunker first came out, I thought it was really cool. And I thought this is a really cool way to come up with new stories, things that they find in the bunker could, mm-hmm. you know, cause, you know, get them onto some new cases and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. and, you know, they were finding a different place every week. One week they found a gun, you know, they found a gun range, mm-hmm. you know, next week they found a garage. The next week, you know, they found the, the dungeon mm-hmm. or as um, Osric likes to mm-hmm. call it a sex dungeon. Um, but, <laughs> I, you know, they haven't really done anything with it since then. And like you said, everybody and their brothers showing up. Heck, Lucifer was even there. So mm-hmm. I would like for, you know, and there's a, a lot of people on Twitter saying burn the bunker. I'm, I'm about right there with them. <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah, I think it's a really cool set and it, it looks awesome. And I, I would love to go back to Sam and Dean on the road, mm-hmm. staying at the wild, weird motel room. Yeah, I. The other part when I I really liked it at first because it was it was like a piece of Sam and Dean's history. It was a little they could finally have a home, and I know Baby is always their home, but it was nice to have this too. It was a connection to family. It was a connection to history. It, they were legacies. You know, they had like a whole base, and I thought this is great. And you said, like you said, they found new things, and they had ever since Bobby's burned, you know, with all the books and everything. Well, now they have research again, and um, so I thought it was really cool. But but you're right, it's like too easy to get in, too many things, and I don't know if they'll ever burn it because that was a very expensive set, <laughs> very expensive. So. You know, they got to use it and, and everything. But I wish they would find a way to just make it impossible to get in, you know, again, you know, and and go back on the road for a while, too. And let's see some hotel rooms. Let's keep the bunker, you know, but let's also set a few episodes in the motel rooms because that's what made Supernatural special. You know? Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah. And I and having said that though, I did like it that when Sam comes in and they catch um, Nick sitting in there, they, he says, "You broke into our home." I did mm. like him saying that, even mm-hmm. though here I am saying I want him yeah. to get rid of it. I did like him having yeah. that line because, as we that know, Sam another... didn't use. It took Sam a long time to call us their home, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love. That's another thing I have liked about this season. Um, both Sam and Dean have said a lot. They say we, they say us, they say our. It's not my, my, mm-hmm. your, your, which I, I really have loved about this season. That's a good thing. Um, the the scene the next morning with Sam and Dean like totally hungover from the drinking. Dean has mm-hmm. got his head down on the table and. And he's snoring. <laughs> it just made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's snoring. He's just laying there and snoring. And they both looked crappy. But that was fun. I liked that. Talk, talking about Dean with his head on the table. 
the you know the show start opens basically with Mick with his head laying on the table asleep, and then right. poor Mick ends at the you know it ends with his head on the same table, but he's dead. I like how they oh, did that. Nice, nice bookends. Yeah. 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 Very, very cool. I didn't, didn't catch that. That was that was an awesome bit. Yeah, yeah, this episode. Okay. Okay, Brad and Eugenie. I'll give it I'll give you this one. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. I still have a couple of your issues, but um, Yeah, I liked it. Anything else to talk about in this episode? Um, I liked seeing Eileen again. And I like that she and Sam are friends. Yeah, I did like that as well. In a couple of scenes. Yeah. And he's been, you know, picking up some more sign. Dean even says they're cute, so I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Although I have to say, Dean, you have to stop Skyping and driving. That is not safe. (laughs) (laughs) Let Sam do the Skyping and you do the driving. (laughs) Yes, I agree. For sure. Um, We find out that you don't survive a Nephilim birth. So yeah. maybe that'll change Kelly's uh, point of view a little bit. Um, I think that's it for notes yeah. on the episode. Do we have any other news or questions? The ratings were... Hmm. Not, not, ratings were down a little. Not, yeah. Which well, I don't know. They're always down a little bit this time of year, but I, I do think it's the lack of Sam and Dean. I mean they were in this episode but not enough. And, and while they are together generally, in in go ahead. I was just gonna say generally all shows ratings are down. Now mm-hmm. they have um, yeah. this this spring. Basically, every show's ratings are going down. So I don't mm-hmm. know if it's more people watching online, you know, instead of you know on TV, and mm-hmm. you know that probably has a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. But they're really down. Um, I guess we'll see. I I just don't think there's been enough emotional connection between Sam and Dean. We talked about this before. I mean, they're working together and they're on the same page and they're being honest and I love all that, but we haven't seen any really dramatic emotional episodes like Red Meat or uh, uh, Don't Call Me Shirley or Baby. So I think we're missing that. Um, There's been a lot going on in Jared and Jensen's personal lives with the babies and the wonderful things. Of course, fantastic. 
but they they have taken um, some crazy logistics to being done, so maybe that's it a little bit. I don't know, but I hope the last few episodes of the season change that now that things have everybody's been born <laughs> and things maybe settled <laughs> down, so that would be cool. Anyway, that's it. Or do you have anything else? Or are we good? Nope, I'm good. Okay, well, thanks everybody for listening. Um, we had a good time, and um, we appreciate you always. And we'll see you next week. We'll let the boys play us out. Becky, you wanna any last words? Um, just yeah. I'm checking here real quick. Okay. Um, I knew that there's, I was just checking the schedule. Um, yeah, the week of April 20th, just a heads up, there's a rerun. They're, re, they're re-showing somewhere between Heaven and Hell on April 20th. So the 13th mm-hmm. next week is Memory Remains. Then there's a rerun and then a new episode. So just, and you, you can always check the schedule. We always keep it posted on our website, winchesterbros.com. Yeah. Um, okay. We'll say good night. And thanks everybody for listening. We appreciate it. Yep. All right. Here come the boys. Hey, I'm Jared Padalecki. And this is Jensen Ackles. And you're listening to Winchester Radio.